Wait, you've only used one porta potty your whole life? Yes. Wow. I, I didn't even use that one. I literally said, nope, I can't do this. <laughs> So this is a broad, open-ended question. What's the worst thing to ever happen to you in a McDonald's? Oh, I feel like I'm having trouble recounting one, but everything? (laughs) Yeah. The most recent, I think, it wasn't a thing that happened, but it was just the McDonald's itself. Because it's the one nearest to our house that I've I've been to many times, but I always get drive-through and... We go into like a, me and my daughter were going to like a preschool thing, which is, so it's on the way. And so I was like, oh, let's stop off and get McDonald's. That'd be a nice treat. And so we got it and went and sat down and it was just filthy. Floors are sticky. It's dark. It felt like a murder was either going to take place or had just been committed. So that, that was bad. But I mean, growing up, it was like one of the only fast food restaurants I had. So it was it was glorious. Like the McDonald's was like your prize for doing something well. So I can't really think of it in bad terms for most of my life. Now that I live near like five within five or 10 minutes of me, it's, it's, you know, something I take for granted. But as a kid, it was everything. Yeah. It's it's strange how the childlike wonder of McDonald's gets replaced with the adult horror. But I think it might be different for my kids now after what happened last week. Uh, We decided we were going to go out as a family and do some hiking and then go to downtown Seattle. So we go, we hike and have lunch and picnic. And they're like, okay, we're going to Seattle downtown. We're going to go to the Pike Place Market and then hit hit up Chinatown. So find some parking so we can walk down to the market. And as soon as we get out of the car, my son's like, I got to poop. Uh, really? Like, are you sure? Did you check? Because downtown Seattle is not public restroom friendly. You have to, like, have an inn if you want to poop. Like, you got to have a place. There's, there's not a lot of public restrooms. Like, we went into a couple places, and there's no public restroom for anything. Like, ah, this, this could be tough. And we're walking down the street, and we see a McDonald's. I'm like, yeah, McDonald's, they always have a public restroom. Worst case scenario, I have to buy some soft serve, so I become a customer. We'll go take care of that. So we walk in, and find the, the, the bathroom. And there, standing in front of them, is a bouncer. Not just a McDonald's employee. I'm talking about this dude had a taser on one side, pepper spray on the other short sleeve shirt with massive muscles, crew cut. He looked like he just got home from boot camp or was about to go to boot camp. This guy was serious. And I look at him like, uh, I guess we need to go buy food first. And he looks me up and down, gives me a nod and opens the bathroom door for me. I'm like, oh, well, thank you very much. All right, son, go in and poop. So we get in there and my son gets in the stall, starts doing his thing. And I'm just standing there playing on my phone because the door won't lock. And like, I'll just stand in front of you and kind of keep people out. So a minute later, a guy walks in and he's kind of looking around and he's like, is someone in there? I'm like, yeah, sorry. My son's in there pooping. He'll just be a few minutes. He's like, oh, it's okay. I've got a colostomy bag and I need to empty it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll tell him to hurry up. And without even like waiting, he's like, yeah, see, he lifts up his shirt. And sure enough, there's a plastic bag full of crap taped to his tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gross. So I'm like, son, you need to poop fast. And he starts, the, the guy starts to tell me, yeah, thought some guy wanted to fight me like a man. Then he pulled a knife and stabbed me. I'm like, yeah, poop faster, son. Poop, poop. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get out of here. This guy thinks there's honor among hobo fighters. Because there is. 
You need to respect that. There is no hobo Bushido. It's every man for himself. I'm, I'm like, wait, this guy didn't buy any food. How did he get in here? And I'm like, this is how he gets in. This is how he proves he needs to be places. He just lifts his shirt up and shows people his colostomy bag. And no one questions him. Because you don't argue with that guy. No. No, you don't. So, how did it end? We got the crab out of there. <laughs> like, my son's washing his hands and he's like, I didn't poop, Dad. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> like, I don't blame you. That's <laughs> so like, okay. We'll try again later. Yeah. You made the right call. We survived this day. Let us never speak of this again. Let's go back out into the wasteland and survive together. <laughs> Holding our poop. Yes. We'll have to kill that dog for sustenance. And something to poop in. It's it's one of those instances where that happens and you just, you feel like the whole world has fallen away from you. Like all of a sudden you come outside, it's just like, this is not the world that was here when I went in. I'm not a changed man. I've never seen a colostomy bag. I would, you know, take his word for it that that's, I mean, you could have like a hose going into a Ziploc bag and I would believe you because it's like, <laughs> you're crazy. I don't care. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Just jury-rig a fake colostomy bag to get sympathy from Jason? Sure, it would work. I'd trust you. Please don't lift your shirt and reveal bags strapped to your chest, let alone ones filled with waste. I don't think that would ruin me for McDonald's. That would ruin me for public restrooms, which, you know, doesn't take much. (laughs) You can't just let one horrible experience ruin all public restrooms. How are you ever going to poop in public? I'm not saying it would ruin me to the point where I can't use them. I'm saying it it would make me wary. Oh, well, you're always wary. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's wary in a public best. bathroom is the best. I uh, Not the best, sorry. It's very wise. I recall going to a uh, Zaxby's, which is a more, mostly southern-based uh, chicken restaurant. Delicious stuff. So greasy. I'm talking like Donald Trump all of a sudden. I don't know why. Um, the best. <laughs> very sad. No. So I uh, this happens for whatever reason. Something about the way they build these buildings or something happens every time i go to one and it doesn't matter what the location is so standing there at the stall start peeing and notice the floors are wet or something and my feet are spreading (laughs) it's i keep having to do the little waddle like trying to like not pee everywhere but also make sure i'm not gonna do the splits and or fall on my butt which i can only imagine is the worst thing to be standing at the urinal all of a sudden just fall backwards wiener in the air and spraying everywhere um so that just keeps happening luckily one foot is braced against the wall so it eventually stops and then the other one just keeps sliding it's like okay this is getting out of control legs calm down and i don't know what it is about that restaurant it's like the tile floor that they make which you know invariably gets stuff on it because it's a men's bathroom and guys pee everywhere apparently i don't know it's yeah, it gets to be a scene, so. <laughs> I love the idea of you just, like, your legs getting fall apart, and then <laughs> and you're just, like, regretting the choice to use the adult one and not the kid one because you're going to whack it on the way down. <laughs> no, I don't think that would be a problem. I think I'd probably fall backwards and stumble with it hanging out before I would, uh, yeah, slip downward. So, basically, I... I I never use the urinal when I go to an airport unless I have, unless I've drank like five bottles of water on the plane and I have to go immediately. Like it's always, Nope. Gonna need a stall for this. <laughs> need, need my privacy. And luckily they usually have, you know, 50 stalls. So it's like, ah, oh, take your pick. What kind of magical land you, you live in? Where there's that many stalls. And we usually fly through Atlanta and that's probably where it's at. So they have, oh, they, I guess, they have yeah. many stalls. So lots to choose from. 
the smell is always just ah, <laughs> exquisite. But I mean, you're in an airport bathroom. Somebody's invariably going to have issues. Traveler's diarrhea is a thing. It is a struggle I know all too well. Yep. The name of my book, (laughs) Traveler's Diarrhea and How to Avoid It, and other helpful (laughs) anecdotes. Your advice to avoid it is don't travel. Uh, I mean, that helps. (laughs) If you have traveler's diarrhea, I think that's a pretty simple way to curb it. But, yeah, I mean, things happen. Gotta take care of them before you get on the road, because... The road is not a place <laughs> you want to discover you have issues. That's what I keep trying to convince my kids. You know what? This is a better toilet here at home. Let's use this one. Let's just all sit on the toilet for 10 minutes, make sure we're good to go, and let's move on. Let's let's not have to go to McDonald's. All you have to do is have them use a porta potty once. No, they've used a bunch of porta potties. They don't care. These kids are animals. Ugh. That's terrible. I understand it, but it's terrible because I tried to go in one... And it was so filthy and the smell was so bad, I just had to bail. Wait, you've only used one porta potty your whole life? Yes. Wow. I, I didn't even use that one. That one, that, 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 like I said, I had to bail. I, I, I literally said, nope, I can't do this. <laughs> Whatever I got to do is going to wait. And, yeah. oh, wow. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm really torn here. I don't know if I'm impressed. Yes. Or sad. No. For you. No. It's not one of those things that everybody needs to experience. It's just terrible and awful and everybody hates it and... Yeah, well, yeah, but everyone... I mean, they're everywhere. Don't you ever have to, like, you know, pee while you're camping or at a carnival or... Don't go to carnivals. Soccer game? They have one at the place where we go to pick strawberries and or pumpkins. There's a berry farm outside of town and they have a porta potty and... There's so few porta potties in your life. You know where it is. The one. I know where the one is that I avoid. Yes. <laughs> it's not like I wander onto construction sites and be like, "Oh, you know what? I really need to pee. Gonna need to use this." <laughs> uh, one time I locked my keys in the car, and the the locksmith was like, just took a long time to get there. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to make it there for like another hour." I'm like, okay crap, I gotta piss. And so I'm just like wandering around looking for something and there was a, a house where someone had they were doing some remodeling or something so there's a porta potty out front. I'm like, hmm, don't mind if I do! And they left it unlocked and uh, away I went. So, you know, you gotta take these opportunities. And they're not, they're, I don't know, I've used I've used Kaibos, so a porta potty is a wonderful step up. Like, I've I've seen what's worse. And, yeah. A porta potty's fine. It's just a plastic future toilet. But you you named a kaibo. What the hell's a kaibo? Okay, so you know how a porta potty? The concept is you have this little pod that you go in and you poop, and there's a hole in the bottom, and eventually they take that porta potty away and replace it with a new one and clean it out, and that porta potty goes on to live another life. Yeah. Okay, so imagine that exact same structure, but it never moves because it's just over a hole in the ground. Someone just dug a big hole and stuck a toilet on it. I thought that was an outhouse, but that's literally like what we used okay. to have before we knew what toilet, what, what sewage systems were. Yeah. Yeah. So an outhouse indicates some amount of thought went into the construction of the physical part of it. A Kaibo is just like a step down from an outhouse. I don't even know what to picture. It's like an, uh, it's like someone cut the bottom out of a bucket, put a, put a toilet seat on it, put it over a hole. 
and put like a wall around it. I was going to say, they put any walls around it? It's just <laughs> a bucket with a toilet seat. Sometimes you get two, sometimes you get three. If you're really lucky, you get four. And where are these? Just like out in the middle of nowhere or? Idaho. Idaho? I was thinking this is like a Chinese thing. <laughs> no, this is That's an Idaho. Idaho thing? Yeah. Are there parts of Idaho where the like modern sewage systems have not been picked up yet? They haven't learned about this this new technique. Yeah, well, yeah. There's there's parts of Idaho where you go camping that's farther away from anything else. So you know, you, we don't all have running water up our mountains. Like when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yes, I I agree with that. But come on. So yeah, uh, I, there was one. It was it was an. So do you know what a yurt is? Uh, it sounds familiar. So a yurt is like a Mongolian style tent. They're these big round uh very well insulated tents that people put up places and you can backpack to them or cross-country ski to them or whatever there's one yurt that we went camping at and we had to hike three or four miles through the snow up this mountain to this yurt and it was wonderful it was really warm one of the most nice campouts we'd ever been on because there were bunks and everything it was it was wonderful but the bathroom was around back it was a kaibo with only four walls, or sorry, only three walls. So, like, the front was just this gorgeous panoramic view of the mountains all around. So, you could just sit out there and enjoy the glories of nature as you sat and pooped on a metal toilet seat in the middle of winter. Ouch. Yeah. It was the worst. So, in this article you linked me to just now, um, at least Australians and New Zealanders, the Kiwis, uh, make it more fun. Australians call it a delightfully music, musical appellation Thunderbox. <laughs> and the Kiwis speak of the long drop. Yep. So they at least make it a little more charming. It's not, I mean, this picture looks positively medieval. That, that is a decent Kaibo. Like, I would not think twice about using that Kaibo. I am, I am glad I've never come across this phenomenon. And I will give thanks next time I use my nice air-conditioned... Uh, yeah, toilet. Yeah, see, and I honestly, I'd rather this than a McDonald's men's room now. Well, yeah, after the, Mr. Colostomy ruined things for you, I'd understand that. But if you came across that dude in a kaibo, then I mean, give up, you're dead. <laughs> this is where you lose your kidneys and bleed out. Sorry, <laughs> you had a good story. <laughs> My kidneys had a good run. Yeah, well. Thank you very much for listening. To find more podcasts from our network, head on over to www.digitalstrips.com. You can also find us at twitter.com slash digitalstrips, facebook.com slash digitalstrips, or soundcloud.com slash digitalstrips. 